0: it's Katie and this is another episode of the nurse podcast on today's show I have Danielle Hooper she is a dual certified pediatric nurse practitioner and mental health specialist. She received her bachelor's of science at Georgia State, her master's at John Hopkins, and her DNP from St. Catharines University. She is an Air Force officer with, uh, married with four kids, and she created the company Axis Hope, which was designed to address the mental health needs of children and adolescents. So welcome to our show. So could you just give us like a little bit of background of where you came um, as a nurse and how you got to where you are now?
1: Sure. So I actually started my nursing degree while in the military. I was active duty and working as a nurse's aide and an EMT. Excuse me. And um, I knew then I wanted to pursue my nursing degree, but I could not do it attending school full time and active duty. So I got out the military and I moved to Atlanta, attended Georgia State University, did the accelerated program and got my nursing degree, jumped right into emergency medicine and um, did a lot of trauma, worked at a level one trauma center up in Maryland. And that's where I really got my foundation of nursing because as you know, in the emergency department, you see everything. So. Solid Foundation, I wanted to continue pursuing my education and attended Johns Hopkins University. Initially enrolled in the forensic program, but uh, that was determined to be not in my best interest because I learned that with forensic nursing was a lot of sexual abuse, a lot of rape cases, um, a lot of children that I would be uh, dealing with, and I did not want to see that every day. I wanted to see happy children, I wanted to see well children, so I um, switched my path of nursing to um, pediatric nurse practitioner and completed that degree, started off in primary care. Again, very broad spectrum of illnesses in primary care that you see. You can see well child, sick children, um, physicals, diabetes, psychiatry, everything is rolled up into primary care and I knew then I wanted to specialize. And um, my experiences in the emergency department led me to mental health because I learned that a lot of the mental illness was worsened by the lack of resources available to patients with mental illness. And so I started off in mental health back in 2012 And again, wanted to pursue more education, got my doctorate degree and worked independently in Maryland um, inpatient psych, outpatient psych and clinical setting psychiatry. And the psychiatrist I worked with up there recommended once I moved to Atlanta to open my own practice. So that was my goal and um, moved here to Atlanta last year the summer of 2017 and opened my practice October 2017, but not without multiple obstacles and red tape.
0: Very, very. Yeah, you yes. know, I find, it, I find it interesting that the woman in Maryland, which is an independent state for nurse practitioners, recommended that you open a clinic in Georgia, which is very restrictive. So,
1: yes. has I don't that been,
0: think, how has that been for you?
1: <laughs> I don't think he was aware of the restrictions because, again, he's a psychiatrist, so, you know, there's no red tape for him. So um, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) he just told me to come out here and open it. And like within the first week of investigating how to open a practice, you know, it it actually got to a point where it was very discouraging. And I started to second guess, was this the right move for me to open my own practice? Because there were so many restrictions and so many laws and, you know, they need, agreements and paperwork and contracts. And we can't write for this medication. You have to do this. and um, But I knew it's what I wanted to do, so I continued. And I have to put that plug in there for any nurse practitioner or anyone, period, who is trying to pursue their dream. You will get challenged often during your journey. But it is important if this is really what you want to do, if this is like deep in your heart, just keep moving forward, because in the end, it will be worth
0: it. So you had this idea to start your own clinic. Um, What are like the first steps? Like, what is the first thing that you do after you make that decision?
1: Well, first you read about the laws. (laughs) Right. (laughs) And um, um, my biggest thing was location, you know, because location is critical. And again, the psychiatrist I work with, he said, it doesn't matter your location. You can work anywhere. The need is all over. Mm-hmm. And there is some truth in that. Um, and we moved to Marietta, which is about 30 minutes outside of Atlanta, northwest. And um, so I wanted my practice somewhere close to me. I didn't want to have to drive you know, 30, 40 minutes to work. So I looked in this area, and what I first Googled was child psychiatry, because that is essentially you know, my um, peers in competition. And there were roughly about 30 in this area. So I knew then it would be, I felt like it would be challenging, but I have learned that um, regardless of how many people in your area offer the same practice, do not let that discourage you because you have no idea what those other providers offering or not offering so don't even look at um the providers as competition that's what i learned but that was yeah that was one thing that was the first thing i had to do was location
0: yeah and that's and a, that's a huge lesson i think that's a really really good point is you know because a lot of uh, my nurses are are kind of they back off when they see a lot of competition and they're like, oh, well, how can I get into this space? And, you know, especially in the area of child psychology, I have a friend who needed a child psychologist for her, for her kid. And I, I'm not kidding when I say she called like 30 people and couldn't get an appointment. Exactly. <laughs>
1: exactly. So I, I learned that in my journey, there's really no such thing as competition. For example, right down the street from my house, there's a Dunkin' Donuts, and across the street is Starbucks. So it doesn't really matter. It, it's based on what the patient likes and what you're able to provide to the patient, bottom line.
0: Right. Um, so what did you decide? Did you pick like a specialty in psychiatry, like, or do you, are you a generalist, or how did you decide what to do there?
1: So I started off uh, just general psychiatry for pediatrics and a lot of patients that I see are struggling with anxiety and depression. But an overwhelming number of parents come to me with concerns about autism. So I'm finding that autism may be a niche that I turn this practice into Because again, the resources out here are very low. We have the largest autism center out here in Atlanta, the Marcus Autism Center. And with moving to Atlanta, I wasn't really familiar with them. So when patients came to me with concerns and questions and weren't their child tested, I referred them to Marcus. I said, We're in the neighborhood of the number one clinic center in the world. And there's a year-long waiting list to even get an appointment oh my god yes so then they would come back to me frustrated you know i can't get in there i can't get any help i can't get any services what do i do and so um i started to help in the best way i could but also identified you know another need of the community so i will um my focus is on autism but i i do general psychiatry as
0: well mm-hmm. And. And how do you get your referrals? Like, how did you build that network up? So referrals are
1: um, extremely important because that's what drives your business. And what I started doing was connecting with the local social workers, therapists, and psychologists. Those were the three primary groups of providers that I focused on. Um, I think it's also important to network with pediatricians as well. Um, But I've seen a lot of pediatricians um, try to manage the mental health in their primary care setting. So they did not seem to need me as much as the social workers, therapists, and uh, psychologists. Because I essentially pair up with a therapist. If I see the patient, I do mostly medication management but therapy is just as critical as the medication, if not more. So then I refer them to a therapist and vice versa. If a therapist is seeing someone for anxiety or depression that doesn't respond well to therapy after two to three months, then they're looking for me, someone who can manage the medication portion. So it's almost like a, you know, a very close relationship. And that's how I built my network and patients.
0: The, um, so how did it start? Like, so you decided you, you went through all the, the red tape and mm-hmm. you decided to open your doors. I, I mean, mm-hmm. did you have to have like a, a large pile of money to start this or did you start out with loans and how long did it take you to come out of the, the red or, you know, how, how many patients did it take? <laughs> <laughs>
1: <Yes>. <laughs> I might still be in the red. <laughs> no, no um, I, I did this all on my own. Uh, With my own funding, no loans, and um, actually with the financial support of my husband, he has been amazing in this journey with me because he has been the one motivating me and keeping me going. But um, I have a a small office that I run out, um, like a suite room, and we just actually expanded to two offices. And... um, so, so the overhead wasn't large, it wasn't huge. And it was something that was very manageable. What I did was take a part-time job on the side at another mental health clinic that allowed me to you know, take the money that I earned from there to put towards my practice. And um, so I worked there part-time for about six months um, to build up some money. And then what ended up happening was when I left, a lot of the patients actually just followed me to my practice. And, um, you know, it was it was a complete understanding between me and the psychiatrist. And, um, you know, we had that relationship and um, a large majority of my patients followed me to my new practice. And then when you have satisfied parents, then they tell their friends. And then you have uh, incoming from the therapist as well. So that allowed me to build my up my practice and then any monies that I did make from the um, patients I just put it back into the practice right now we're doing upgrades now we're painting and um, again we open up another room I'm looking to um, possibly hire an office manager and also another nurse practitioner Um, and this is just from the community so again whatever I've received i've put it back into the practice wow
0: that, that's amazing so would you say it was like kind of a six month like hole where you, you really were um, not sure if this would take off or or were you pretty sure the whole time that there was no way that this could fail
1: no absolutely the first six months is very trying that's when you do not see any profits at all <laughs> um, <laughs> That's when you're struggling. That's, why you, that's when you are sitting down with your husband saying, are we really gonna do this? Um, and again, and this is not poor advice from the psychiatrist in Maryland, but he just wasn't aware. He told me to, uh, when I move here, just do out of network, which basically means do not take any insurance. Mm-hmm. And that is, that is difficult. For someone who's new to the area, you don't have your reputation built. People do not know you. So they're unsure if they are willing to pay out of network fees to see you. So I quickly learned I need to take insurance. And so, in that six month period, that's when I was uh, getting credentialed. And, um, you know, being on insurance panels is very helpful, but it takes time. So it's a waiting game. And, um, Then, so I opened in October and I would have patients kind of trickling in. It really started to pick up over the summer. And, um, you know, now my clientele is, I have between 35 and 40 patients currently. So it's, it's, yeah, and it's, so anyone who's starting off a new business, it's, Don't expect to see any profits in the first several years, honestly. You cannot get into this business to, you know, I want to open this practice to make money. That cannot be your goal because the money will come later. If your goal is to help the children and help the community and really put um, a dent into this mental health crisis, let that be your focus. The money will come down the road. But you have, to, um, you have to be sure of what you're doing this for. And if you're clear of what you're doing it for, then
0: it will, it will work out for you. Yeah, I, I mean, that's a really powerful thing, and not just for clinics, but for any business that somebody wants to start. You can't just do it for the money. I, I mean, I actually had a nurse that was asking me how she could make uh, the fastest money she could if I, she wanted to open a business. What business could she do that she could make lots of money really fast? And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> why did you just do overtime? Like, you know, like, right. a, a, a business yes. is, it's an extension of you. It's like you're, It's like my baby, you know? <laughs> exactly, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. If she's looking for that, tell her to go to California and pick up some PR PRN. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But the the insurance piece, you know, that's the dream, right? Everybody wants to uh, not have to go through insurance companies and, uh, you know, because it's so painful. And I've been through that insurance credentialing process and I'm actually yes. still in, in the middle of it. It's been like four mm-hmm. months. I'm still mm-hmm. trying to get. It credentialed by the insurance so you have to build that into mm-hmm. whatever business you're building you do
1: and i think that you really that's for me it's just a very fine line between looking unprofessional versus professional and this is just my personal take you know but um a lot of parents are turned off this is what they told me when they go into a psychiatry setting or a psychology setting And it's cash only. I need your money right now. You know, have you paid? Well, you can't pay. You can't be seen. Mm -hmm. And you kind of lose the the entire, you know, reason for the appointment. And I did not want to get lost in those weeds. And that's why I opened up to insurance. And, you know, I do have patients who prefer paying just out of pocket and that's fine too, but at least they have the option. And I never wanted to be, I never wanted my practice to be portrayed as like a cash cow, you know, come in, sign in, give me your $100 and now you can see the doctor. No, that's thats thats not how I operate, so. Right. You know, if, if you can clean it up and make it look nice, perfect, but um, that's just the consensus I was getting from the parents in this area, so.
0: So how did you find your supervising physician, and, and how did you build that relationship?
1: Yes, that was interesting. Um, so the psychiatrists are used to working to nur- with nurse practitioners out here in Georgia, but only in the same clinic setting. So, for example, if you go to a primary care clinic, you know, you may see the pediatrician or the nurse practitioner. They work side by side, and they have the agreement together. They were not familiar with supervising someone who was not under their radar, not physically in that clinic. So it was very confusing for multiple um, psychiatrists out here. They're like, well, where are you going to be? <laughs> I'm going to be in my clinic. <laughs> Well, how does that work? Um, so that was a learning curve for them. Um, many of them either just were not interested, did not understand the entire uh, nurse practitioner, physician policy. They felt like, uh, well, if something happens, that's my license. So it was, it was a big, it was a lot of fear, but it was fear because it was unknown. Mm-hmm. and um, I, I must have reached out to, I want to say probably about 20 to 30 Oh my gosh, you're kidding. Yeah. No, I'm not. Again, one of the things that, you know, kind of tell you, do we really want to pursue this? I can't even find anyone who will go in agreement with me. So I finally found an amazing, absolutely amazing psychiatrist She is triple board certified, uh, forensic psychiatry, child and adolescent psychiatry, and adult psychiatry. And she's never supervised anyone. She wasn't familiar with it, but she was willing to try it out with me. So um, we signed the agreement last year. And what we do is we have a monthly supervision meeting And it's usually over the phone or telemedicine, or sometimes I go to her office and um, we just discuss patients and it's great. It's been a great relationship and I'm glad I found her.
0: Yeah, you're very lucky because that portion of it could kill a business (laughs) if your (laughs) supervising physician doesn't like (laughs) what you're doing or they don't like you. Yes, (laughs) I know, I know. So do you, did you set up uh, like you pay her a percentage or do you pay her a lump sum or you don't pay her at all? Or how does that work?
1: So I pay her for um, our monthly phone calls. And um, if I, so basically I pay for her time. So mm-hmm. if there's any questions I have in between these 30 days or need to consult with her, you know, she will, will make an appointment And again, we'll talk via telephone or um, telemedicine, and then she'll send me a bill for our interaction. So every time we communicate, there's a charge, basically.
0: Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. No, that's a great arrangement, Mm because I've I've heard some nightmare stories of of people with their... (laughs) Yes,
1: I have, too. Yes, I've heard um, the physician wants a certain percentage of every patient they see. Mm -hmm. I've seen that which is
0: like a tax <laughs> exactly I call exactly. it an extortion tax <laughs> yes, it uh, so it's really important to have a, a good position that you're working with
1: um, yeah you're very
0: you're very very lucky that way yes yes uh, so what are your future plans like wh- where are you going to take this
1: so I plan to expand my practice and uh, I have so many ideas actually And my husband's like babe let's just let's just get this one rolling first but I do want to open a Second practice in um, Southwest Atlanta, because that's originally where I'm from and I always wanted to give back to my original community. So that is my second goal. Once um, this first one, um, you know, takes off a little bit more. And um, another goal that I have is possibly in the future to open um, another practice that houses primary care in addition to psychiatry because I'm dual certified. And ideally it would look like, you know, a patient can come see me either for primary care or for psychiatric care because it's so critical that the psychiatric nurse practitioner speak with the um, pediatrician or or the primary care provider to communicate and let them know what's going on with their patient so I think that would be a huge advantage for a patient if they had me for both hmm and um, you know so I'm thinking of doing something like that in the future so essentially it would be um, three practices
0: Wow that's awesome <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. And Thank you. I can agree. I can see your husband too. Like <laughs> yeah. I had the same problem. Like I have all these big ideas and then I'm like, all right, let's just focus on making right. this one thing <laughs> successful That's first. You said. Yes. Yes. Uh, now you have four boys as well. I do. I and do. how do they feel about you with your own practice? Oh, they are so supportive. It is just
1: unbelievable. And, um, It's funny because, you know, they attend the high school in the local area and they'll come home and say, Mom, I got a patient for you. (laughs) (laughs) Mom, I met someone today and she needs you, Mom. She needs you bad. (laughs) It's funny, but I have... um, so much support from them. They help me with everything from marketing to my business cards, to flyers. And they're just, they're my biggest cheerleaders outside of my husband, so they're great.
0: And that's really powerful. <laughs> yes, it is, it is. All right, Janelle, um, is there anything else uh, that you want to say as we kind of wrap this up? Yeah, um, just, you know, a,
1: a big part of opening your own practice is marketing and getting your name out there attached to a certain brand. Um, And that's how your business will grow. It, it is marketing. The first six months should be geared towards marketing because people won't come to you if they don't know that you're available. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, jump out there, get started, open your business. You will learn and figure stuff out as you move forward, but don't hesitate. um, And you know, look at it as your journey so you can help others in
0: the future. That's great. That's really very inspiring. Well, um, thank you so much for uh, coming on our, on our podcast today.
1: Thank you for having me. It was very, very nice being here.